Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in, I mean, really pretty Seattle. Yesterday was gorgeous. You know, my power went out yesterday. Oh. Like 2 a.m. Actually, I woke up to kind of a loud sound. I didn't even know there was a storm. I mean, I obviously wasn't paying Wait, attention. the storm before, the day before, or yesterday too? I guess the storm was in the night, like the day the before. The day before, yeah. Right? So it can, a little continuation. So it was 2 a.m. yesterday. Got not, it. Not this morning. But it yesterday. was a branch that finally like, couldn't hang on any longer. <laughs> I guess it was up the hill for me where I used to live in Finn Hill, and it just affected this big area. Right. And so anyway, I didn't have any power, and I um, didn't have enough bandwidth on my phone to get even to my first client at 10 a.m., so I canceled my first uh, appointment. The power came back on for the rest of the day, thank goodness. So, But it was so gorgeous. out. I went for a long walk with Charles. And we, it looks like we have a little bit of that today. I mean, there's a few clouds coming in there, but it's bad. really beautiful. So you didn't have time to fire up the old generator, did you? Yeah, I don't have a generator. Let me get you hooked up. I'm, do you have one? I do not, okay. but my neighbors do. <laughs> do you ever, can you, like, connect to their I generator? I could if I wanted to, but yeah. I will ask first before yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. Run a quick No, I did get online, like... though, honestly, and look at it, because I'm like, I do everything online now. I, I even a had a class last, mm-hmm. you know, last night on Zoom, and I was like, I hope they turn the power back on before 5 p.m., <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to go over to Mariam's house and uh, sit in her master bedroom and teach. <laughs> That's That was my plan. So It would have worked out no matter what. It would have worked sure. out. Yeah. So one of the things I've been reading lately is Lauren Gertzen's book, The Invisible Corset, Break Free from Beauty, Culture, and Embrace Your Radiant Self. And one of the reasons why I'm interested in this topic is, of course, I'm a woman. I actually love women. I have three daughters. I have almost three granddaughters. <clears throat> excuse me. Get that <clears throat> frog out of there. Yeah, that frog. One, one <laughs> will be born uh, on Valentine's Day. Well, somewhere around Valentine's Day uh, next month. And then I have one grandson, too. So I'm, I love women. I actually love beauty. I think everything is gorgeous anyway. So I find this to be a really interesting topic. I also loved, not that I, w- I am so grateful I never have to wear a corset, honestly, or, or I'm sure I did in a previous lifetime, but I don't remember. Do people still wear those things? No, oh, hopefully okay. not. But- there's this invisible corset. They're called Spanx now, I think, right? Yeah, that's okay, true. That, those are, How do I know that? It's just a gift. Actually, I'm so glad that you brought that up, <laughs> Betty. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see what Lauren says about that because I think those are horribly uncomfortable. I've bought some because I was, you know, when my kids got married, I never wore them. I wore them for two seconds. I've never wore, put a garment over them. I think they're the most uncomfortable things on the planet. No offense to those people who like them. So Lauren wrote this lovely book, um, and she writes in the book, she goes, a book for women who struggle with their bodies and don't know how to stop. In other words, all women. Um, She says, nine-year-olds, that's the average age when a girl puts on her invisible corset, knowing that going forward, her value is incredibly tied to her appearance. So welcome to the show, um, Lauren. Lauren is a body connection coach who helps women overcome body anxiety, heal their relationship with food. After healing her own severe autoimmune disorder, she realized that women must trust their bodies to achieve health and confidence. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much, Marie. It's great to chat with you today. Yeah, it's lovely to chat with you. Yeah, it's really lovely. So you, uh, so I guess what got you on this, you know, idea 
of this invisible corset, which has become more visible over the last four years, kind of interesting enough, as women's rights have actually improved under a lot of scrutiny and issues, which I find fascinating, because um, I think that everything has a powerful uh, meaning in, in the world and a powerful opportunity. But before all that, even before four years ago, um, you had your own autoimmune disorder that led you to this aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a big piece. My, my healing journey started pretty young when I was 14. And by the time I was 18, I was basically bedridden with an autoimmune disease. And what was interesting was the medical community had told me all along a couple things. First of all, nutrition wouldn't help. And my only option was medication and surgery. And then second, they told me that my body was essentially trying to kill me. You mm-hmm. know, that's how they describe autoimmune disease. Right. And I had this one moment when I was 18 where it was really the first time in my adult life hearing the whisper of my intuition. Ooh. And it was, it was like a book jumped off a bookshelf at me. And it actually outlined a dietary protocol to heal this specific autoimmune disease. And I just heard from inside me the clearest statement, I have to try this. And sure enough, within three days of this dietary <gasps> protocol, I mean, my acute symptoms were gone. Within three months, I was off all my meds. And I had this really profound revelation of, oh, my goodness, my body knew all along, you know, what she needed to heal. I just needed to listen to her. Yes. She's not against me. She is on my side. Right. Uh, and so that was, the, that was the really big awakening I had. And then from there, I went into helping other women heal through nutrition. Right. Um, starting a health blog and uh, realizing that at some point, we, we have to graduate from that rule book of specific dietary protocols. And to get to the next level of our healing, we have to listen to our intuition at a deeper level. And the invisible corset, this set of beliefs that keeps us divorced from our bodies, that's what gets in the way. Mm, Very fascinating. In fact, your website, empoweredsubstance.com, has supported over 40 million readers with holistic recipes and resources. And you are currently living in Phoenix, is that correct, Arizona? I actually moved recently. I'm in Bellingham now. Oh, you are? I'm a little up north. You're an hour and a half away from us. Not too far away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Well, welcome to the Northwest. Thank you. (laughs) It's actually, it's kind of coming back home for me. I grew up on Camano Island. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's so nice to be back with trees and water around me. Lovely, lovely. Well, you know, um, this is going to sound really weird, but in Iran, a, a very, uh, you know, a, not a great culture for women. But oddly enough, at least in certain e- economical, social groups, women are encouraged to go to college and have a degree. Maybe not work so much after they get married and have kids. And so my former husband, he always told our kids, because in, in the Persian culture, they want everyone to be really well educated anyway. Um, mm-hmm. He always told our kids how smart they were. You're smart. You're So that was more important to him, you know, that his daughters excel academically. He would, we would always tell them, of course, that we would tell any uh, male child or female child that they're beautiful and handsome and all of those things. But that was something that was really important to him. So I love watching my um, daughters talk to their daughters about how smart they're, intelligent and funny and, you know, amazing, powerful, and then beautiful you know so that so that's not the first word a woman needs to hear is how beautiful she is or how stunning she is those are lovely words but we're so much more than that absolutely and you know so many um, people when they see a young girl you know a young child a a toddler 
the first thing they say to her is, oh, you're so pretty, or they compliment her dress. And so it's really awesome that in your family that focus was shifted uh, because really the, the societal programming goes so deep where women learn to link their intrinsic self-worth to their appearance. Mm-hmm. And in order to feel good about themselves um, and in my own past experience, dealing with these internalized beliefs, I had to figure out how to translate every aspect of my body into beauty. Like that's what the beauty uh, body positive movement told me to do. So I was staring at myself in the mirror, trying to see my acne scars as beautiful or my cellulite as beautiful. And it wasn't working. It just wasn't. (laughs) I was like, nope, nope. My subconscious is not going to believe this. And so the healing there was realizing um, how to de-link my self-worth from yeah. my appearance and how to enjoy my body as a soulmate rather than an object. I love that. That is really beautiful. You write in your book, too, that, um, you know, because we look at so at media and fashion, they give us, like, cues about how women are supposed to look. And on average, 20 of uh, the models and people who, you know, uh, show us how we're supposed to look, apparently, they're 20% less weight than the average woman. I mean, that's a significant percentage. Yeah. And it was also shocking to do more research into eating disorders for this book. That was something that I struggled with as a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And learning that eating disorders among teenage girls have one of the highest mortality rates of mental illness. Right. Uh, I mean, yes, and, and that's demographic, um, which is shocking that it's, it's so lethal. Uh, and that all the images that we see around us and all of the diet marketing and what I call diet mentality in our culture really contributes to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's not fun at all. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the strings of this invisible corset? And, you know, even though I've never worn a corset that I know of, you know, I obviously did in a previous lifetime. We all did. Men, too, because we've been both genders. (laughs) Oddly enough, like I I was at a a museum and they had like this uh, museum of women's clothing throughout the decades or centuries. And I do think they're beautiful. I mean, I'm glad I'm not going to wear one. They were made out of bone. I mean, I think they used whalebone when they made corsets, or at least that was one of the things that they used. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can, I mean, you really have no flexibility. You know, this is much stronger than Spanx. <laughs> you know, you, you know, and they would tie those tight, right? So, so what are these invisible strings? Right. So there are five beliefs that uh, are basically so indoctrinated into us that we don't really recognize this is how we're thinking. Uh, So the first one is fear. All these ways that women are taught to fear the natural expression of our body, whether that is our our natural weight and body size, whether it's our natural aging process um, and how our body changes during childbirth and menopause and and getting wrinkles, Um, the kind of full natural spectrum of our emotions that the pharmaceutical industry has contributed into humanity fearing that um, and, and fearing our intuition as well. And so that's the first, uh, if not the biggest. String. I was going to say that's a big string. Absolutely. That's, that, that puppy is tight. <laughs> it really is. It's really tight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, next- I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I was just thinking of all the people I know who've had Botox or fillers which is a mm-hmm. lot, even people in their 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that I have chosen not to experiment with, you know, because I just don't like putting chemicals in my body, um, injection-wise or orally or whatnot. I'm just not a fan. Um, but I'm s- always surprised and shocked how many people I know 
young, you know. Yeah. So, and we would like to think that the younger people have had less of that in doctrine. You know, like maybe the strings aren't so tight on their corset, or we hope they're not, um, but they are. They're tight. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and what's interesting is the beauty industry has done such a good job with their rhetoric that now they're convincing younger women. I'm I'm seeing this among you know my my peers. I'm 27. And preventative Botox is a thing for oh my goodness women who are 23 right. Uh, right now. But it's the beauty industry says now, well, we're n- women are choosing to do this. So it's empowering <laughs> because it's their choice. Yeah, and right. Feminine. That's not true. That's it's not true. <laughs> it, it, and that's what I explain in the book is we yeah. have to look at the levels of propaganda and coercion because right. women aren't making up their own minds. Our, the beauty industry has made up our minds for us. Right, right. And then, you know, I, one of the things that I believe, but I can't wait to hear all these strings, and this is just my process, is um, I believe, you know, we come to Earth as a choice, and we get to even choose our gender. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that those of us have chosen to be women, you know, um, is that we're learning not to be victims. We're learning not to be victimized. We're learning to stand in our power to choose what is in our best interest. And I loved what you said, really about aligning to our intuition because, you know, men and women are intuitive, but the intuitive muscle is embraced in feminine energy. Healthy mm-hmm. men have strong female energy inside of them as well. So, or balanced men or whatever term you want to use. So I really love that. That's why one of the reasons why we've chosen to be in the female physique is so that we can not be victims. I would agree completely. That yeah. feels totally aligned. Okay, so the second string? <laughs> so the second string is domination. And this was interesting. I, I learned a lot about history through researching this chapter. And, and really, it's a historical perspective that we're not taught in school, how in ancient uh, goddess-worshipping cultures, which were across the globe, um, there was more a focus on the feminine intuitive energy, and there was much more of a partnership with nature and with the human body. Uh, but we've shifted out of that through this, long trajectory in history where we did shift into more of a kind of masculine energy uh, imbalanced state uh, in our in our culture um, and as a result we've learned to dominate our bodies to see our bodies more as a thing to mm. own right mm, right right well and it's been a part of our a monetary exchange for women mm-hmm. right absolutely um, and and obviously that's changing although you know I have daughters in their 30s now you know have big careers, they're married, they all have children now. And and they notice, like, even though they have all of these things, they still work so hard. They're still doing most of the housework. And part of it is their choice. Like, they're picky, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, women have to learn to relax and not... Totally. It's okay if the house is a yeah. mess. It's okay if there's dishes in the sink. It, like, you know, so, so there's this interesting thing that... Because we can't do it all. Nobody can. No one should do it all. And so it's just fascinating how we're just, we keep morphing, right, into these interesting aspects where here we are now even paying for our lives. (laughs) Because let's say before we weren't maybe bringing Mm -hmm. home the bacon as much or at all. And -hmm. now we're bringing home the same amount of bacon or sometimes more bacon. And we're still doing most of the work. I think it's fascinating. I Mm -hmm. like bacon. Mm -hmm. I do too. (laughs) I like turkey bacon more, but I love bacon. I'm saying in general, I want the money too. (laughs) Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. More bacon good. for everybody. More bacon yeah, for see, everyone. that's what I'm talking about. More bacon for everybody. I love that. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Okay, but, keep going. Yes. Yes. Um, so the third string is disconnection. And, Marie, you, you teach about this so beautifully. Um, but it really is when we separate from our bodies, we also separate ourselves 
from the energetic communication that is happening between humans and nature all the time. And our ancestors, again, from all different cultures, no matter where we came from in the globe, we're so connected to that energetic communication. It allows such a harmony and abundance with nature, such an ease of living. Again, I think that's where we can have this more bacon for everybody and women can rest when we, yeah, get, when we get to rest. connected in that way. I th- that's a really great, I think that's interesting because, you know, there's a program, right, where we've been programmed to not rest, right, and to be very active and to always have something going on and taking care of everyone else. And also, you know, even though, you know, uh, there's a programming aspect, women get conditioned in that perspective too. And, and we maintain that conditioning as well so I love the idea of like we need more rest and really that's the the true aspect of feminine energy is rest the way you receive intuition is you have to be at rest you can't be actively doing a bunch of stuff you have to let go you have to stop you have to take a nap you have to look out the window you know you have to so it's you're so spot on because what I talk about in the book is how the beauty industry intentionally keeps women so busy like first we had five step skincare routines. Now we're up to like twenty eight <laughs> step skincare routines, right, and yeah. and now you can literally fill your day with <laughs> turning your body into a home yeah. improvement project, and that's done intentionally because if women are that busy and stressed and in fight or flight, well, we're going to be disconnected from our intuition. We're gonna we're not going to fulfill our souls. We're just going to be. Um, continuing to be money-making machines. No, it's really true. You know, it's really, even though I don't do Botox or filler and I'm not planning on having plastic surgery, I use little devices and they are Mm -hmm. time consuming, you know, to to strengthen my muscles. And of course I do it when I'm laying down and resting and I'm in bed and, you know, so I make it more of a, you know, a a nurturing thing, but it is work. I'm not just like relaxed. I'm like, did I get my forehead? You know, did I, oh, I forgot my chin. There's always something to do. Yeah, that's lovely. That's really amazing. How beautiful is that for you to to bring that up? Okay, so that's the third string part? Yeah. Okay. This connection is the third string. Wow. The fourth is mechanization. And this one that we really have to do a history lesson into the development of science and the kind of Western scientific perspective Mm. Uh, and Cartesian dualism, basically how in the scientific revolution we started to see the Earth no longer as a being with a female soul, like this living being who we were interacting with. We started to see the Earth as a machine, something that works like clockwork. And then from that came the belief that the human body is also a machine. Um, And basically what we got to was a point where soul and spirit doesn't exist within the scientific realm. It's all reductionism, uh, reductionist and materialist philosophy. And I mean, talk about disconnecting us from our intuition. Talk about we can't have right. a relationship with this higher wisdom within us if we are just a bunch of stupid molecules. Right. And we're just work, 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 work. I mean, I, th- I think of my daughters and their husbands are lovely and they do help them, but they're not as picky as my daughters are. You know, mm-hmm. they don't care as much. If, like, what dust, you know, what are you talking about? Where my daughters are like, oh, my gosh, all the dog hair, you know, and they're busily cleaning and sterilizing and, you know, there can't be a dish in the sink and all of that stuff. That's a, I love your profound um, awareness about this because it makes a lot of sense. You know, since we've had this beautiful Saturn-Pluto conjunction with Uranus and Jupiter and, you know, it's this very complicated thing and we're moving out of Earth-prominent, energy supporting the earth which makes sound sounds like that's not a good idea but it's actually a great idea because earth energy is very heavy 
and and it's a worker a worker bee, and it's also about gas and oil and frank whatever that's called franking frocking whatever it is when they try to fracking fracking, fracking. Yeah. thank yeah. you thank okay. you everyone <laughs> I appreciate that um, and, and we're moving into the air signs which is feminine energy and it's light right oh, interesting so it'll be interesting and it's a two hundred year process it's really a two thousand year process but the way the dynamic is right now it's two hundred years it'd be really interesting to see how we're going to be less about that I wonder if more women will forgo needles and scalpels or in my case devices you know on a regular basis and really learn to relax and maybe we will connect spiritually to the planet more oh that would be beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful um i i love that you you brought in the astrological shifts there that is out of my expertise but i do i do have the sense that we we are shifting into some very different way of being you are right. You're absolutely correct. Okay, so that was string four, correct? We were yeah, on... string four. And string number okay. five is coercion. Mm-hmm. And this is one that is very appropriate to our times. It's about seeing mind control and cult dynamics within Ooh. our culture. You know, learning how to recognize that, learning how to recognize when propaganda is shaping our opinions. And this goes back to what I said about so many women think that they're choosing their to get breast implants or Botox <laughs> or things that are inherently harmful and painful. Like painful. if we, did a, oh right, my if we gosh. did a lot of these things to our pets, it would be considered oh. animal abuse because it is a necessary infliction of pain and suffering for oh. an arbitrary outcome. But somehow it's not when we do it to our own body. I know. And you write so beautifully that you compare the beauty industry to psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. And you are um, right, especially when you talk about it. I mean, it is painful to have cosmetic surgery. It's very, very painful. You know, it's, it really is. And and I mean, I know so many people who have breast plants or had them and many of them rupture inside their body. And then unfortunately, silicone is still approved by the FDA. In fact, I know someone who their plastic surgeon encouraged them to use silicone because mm-hmm. so they could have the right look. Right. Because. When you use water, um, which is what they, which is the safer way, if you're going to put implants into the breast tissue, the seam of the bag is more visible. And so, um, her plastic surgeon encouraged her to was the second implant, and the first ones had one of them had abrupted in the chest. I know many many women wow. who've had their silicone, and they have to scoop it out. And silicone is toxic. So it can lead to disease and autoimmune disorder. It's not healthy for the body. I mean, no one should be putting silicone in their body. I mean, right. This is just one of the examples of how women are taught to prioritize what our bodies look like over what we feel like. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the other big piece here would be the diet industry. And so many women are taught to prioritize restrictive eating and which leads to obsessive eating and binging and feeling out of control around food rather than just being at a slightly larger size where we can eat naturally and intuitively which is healthier right um right so that's that's such a big piece is being able to recognize these abusive tactics that the beauty industry um plays out so that we can opt out of them and you know, I find this lands really well for a lot of women who have been in narcissistic relationships, who maybe mm-hmm. have had a narcissistic parent or partner. Mm-hmm. And when I outline these dynamics in the book and with my clients, and they can actually compare it to a personal example in their life, it really lands for them. Interesting. That's just really interesting and fascinating. And I think, you know, knowing lovely men, as I have had the pleasure of knowing a lot of lovely men, and Benny is one of them, lovely men love women's bodies. Mm-hmm. They just love women's bodies, and they kind of don't care what they look like. I mean, and they, they actually, don't. 
And they actually prefer natural they do. bodies. They do. Yes. So I think if women could let go of all of this, they'll find out that men will like, oh, yeah, that, that looks great, honey. Or you know, I think that women are running this show here. And women are totally. very competitive, even with each other. You know, and I think that that came from years of competing, you know, for marriage partners where you had to be married, where women couldn't own property, couldn't have a job. I mean, we were kind of stuck when you think about it. And we had to get married because all the men uh, also inherited everything. <laughs> so, right. right. So we well, start, started that competition at a very early time period in our modern development. And um, and so we became competitive because we had to get the best husband. You know? Truly. Well, and the, the cool thing is to realize when we do this journey of healing the relationship with our body, it's a journey of becoming our true self. Yes. And that is liberation from competition because your true self is going to attract your true soulmate. There's no need for competition there. There's no need oh, to absolutely. try to be somebody else or look like somebody else. And it really is the most liberating journey. But it's also scary because that takes space to believe, oh, wait, if I, if I opt out of all these other measurements of how I'm supposed to be and I just follow my soul's path, is that really going to work out for me? Um, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced guiding your clients on that journey, and, and it really does pay off, but it's a little uncomfortable to get started on it. Right, right. I, I, I think, well, Biddy, do you have a thought? Because you came closer to the mic. No, not yet. I'm good. Okay. I just, I just think it'll be really fun for women. And we're, we're moving in a very beautiful and positive direction. We're having these conversations. We're having intelligent conversations about our bodies, you know, regardless of what people are choosing. We're having these conversations. And women don't want their, their children to feel that way, their male or female children. They don't want them to feel that they are in a corset of any type. We really don't want that for the people we love. And I think that helps to affect our own minds. But I think it'll be really fun as women let go of this and they find out that men just love women. You know, mm-hmm. They just love women. They don't really care what you look like. <laughs> uh, in, in, you know, I've always heard, you know, like when I'm, uh, I remember a few years, you know, when I was more self-conscious about my body and I would be, you know, getting close to being intimate with a partner. And I could hear a man's head just go, just take off your clothes. I don't care what you look like. Just take them off. You know, they just don't mm-hmm. care. Right. Um, so we just have to not care. We just have to let go and um, embrace all of ourselves. Right. And I love that you brought up, we don't want our daughters, we don't want the next generation feeling yeah. like we do. Because we know how limiting and uncomfortable it is to have that body insecurity. Right. And that is the biggest reason I wrote this book, because I I know I'm not on earth this time around to have kids of my own, but I have such a deep desire to end this cycle. And I really do think it's possible to end the cycle of female body hate in one generation. And it, it starts by this generation taking off our corsets. And then I we can just it. raise up our daughters without those restrictions. I love it. So Lauren Gertson, her book, um, The Invisible Corset, unlike other body positivity books, isn't about celebrating your wrinkles or loving your butt. Very cute. It's about freeing yourself from a culture that puts so much emphasis on them in the first place. As the corsets come off, women will reclaim their time, money, and confidence so that they can courageously do the work their souls came to do. That is really beautiful. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. It was a pleasure having you on the show. And people can find you at... Uh, uh, the book's at InvisibleCorset.com uh, and from all major booksellers. And my website is EmpoweredSustenance.com. Wonderful. Lovely. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. I, uh, that, this was a really fun conversation. 
Thank you, Marie. So great chatting with you. All right. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Well, let's give out the number two so okay. people don't forget it. 877-825-8828. We'll be right back with more from Marie. Wait, hold up. I know what you're thinking. What's up with Marie's vibrational coaching program and how it's been doing? Well, here are some new graduates of the program to explain their recent experiences. Marie's energy vibrational coaching class has had a huge impact on me. I've learned how to tune into my energy and in particular, have learned how to quickly recognize when my energetic vibration drops. Then I use one of the many easy tools we learned from Marie to raise it back up again. It feels so great. Marie's vibrational coaching class was the missing piece I needed to help me act on my dream of starting a business, which moved me to take inspired action. Marie's vibrational coaching class was awesome. The structure of the class covers Marie's insights, Q&A, small breakout session, and creates insight and new ways of thinking. I built great friendships from that class and I learned a lot. Marie Manucheri's vibrational coaching class is beautifully designed. There are so many things you can share with others, and it's just a lot of fun. So if this excites you, and you want to learn how to raise your vibration and create a life of your dreams, Marie's next vibrational coaching course begins February 22nd of 2021 and meets every Monday for 12 weeks. For more information about the program, visit energyintuitive.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit healthychildren.org. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. So what does it mean to be financially free? Yeah, I would be too if I heard that. It also means that you are able to flow healthy energy into the balance regarding your wealth. And once you do this, your life will rarely, if ever, experience financial shortcomings. You will naturally save your cash when needed and spend resources at the perfect time, regardless of what you are purchasing. Discounts and healthy investment opportunities will effortlessly drift your way. You will also learn the art of dancing with the energy of money, so it may always be comfortable for you. If you don't believe me, well, here's one of the participants from the coaching program and what they experienced. I had just begun a new business, and in the span of eight weeks, uh, my client base was multiplied exponentially, and I have to thank Marie for all of that. 
So if you'd like to join this financial freedom coaching program, visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. Also, a self-hypnosis meditation recording is included to enhance the learning process and rebuild healthy belief systems regarding finances. The Financial Freedom Coaching Program at energyintuitive.com. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. There we go. Supermodel Marie. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, even in our music. I love it. But that's a great song. I love that song. Okay, so we're taking people's calls. We are. And if you'd like to join us on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, the number is 877-825-8828. 877-825-8828. We'll start things off with uh, Susie calling in from the San Francisco Bay Area. Hi, Susie. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Of course, I um, was calling because a couple months ago I heard Marie talk about a, using a fascia blaster for yeah. someone who had foot issues. So yeah. I bought it. It cost $64. And <laughs> I've been wanting to make sure I'm using it correctly. There are so and many videos on YouTube on how to use the fascia blaster. Oh. Yeah. Oh, tons okay. of them. You want to use a little bit of oil you know, or cream so that you can have that slick movement, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then uh, have you tried to use it yet? Oh, yeah. I've been using it. I just didn't know if I was using it correctly. Is it, it just, feeling better? Um, I'm not, I haven't really noticed it feeling better, so that's <laughs> Okay, why so I that's was... a no, right? That's a no. Yeah. Okay, so you can't use it in a circle. You can only use it back and forth and up and down. So uh, it, it. So you can't use it in a circle. You have to use it just um, horizontal and vertical. And right, I mean, just how many, how many minutes do you use well, it? What you're looking for, and that's why it's important to watch those videos, you're looking for whatever area of the body you're working on. Like in your case, you're using it because of tension and tightness and you know, pain and issues that are going on in certain parts of your body. You want to wait till it turns pink or red. That means, so it could be a minute, could be a couple minutes. It just depends on um, how you can start to move the fascia underneath the skin. Because the you want it to be pink, you Yes, said. you want it to be pink. That's when you know you're done. Okay. All right. So I guess I'll just keep keep trying. And you said you do it all over the foot and leg. You were telling the person. For you. Yes. I would. Yeah. Or whoever. Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay. I also wanted to let you know, you know, I have lupus and I just had my blood work done and Uh I've been taking Nani, Nani, Tahitian Nani juice, a friend recommended for two months. And my blood work was like one of the best ever. That's amazing. What what kind of juice is that called? Do you think it's from that? Well, let's, let's just keep doing it. You know, I'm one of those people. I don't care how people heal. It's not a big deal to me how people heal. I just mm-hmm. believe in let's get better, let's heal. So what's it yeah. called again? What's That's that what juice the called? Said, do keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. But my hair is falling out, and I'm wondering is it because I'm too thin? Do you have any sense uh, of why? I think my you hair need would... to stop worrying about your health. You, it's always on your mind. You're always thinking about it. That's stressful. That's hard on hair follicles. What was so, the name of the juice? Yeah. Nani or noni? Uh, it's called. Um, N O N I. It's a Tahitian. Okay. I don't know if it's noni or nani, but okay. Um, okay. I've been doing it for two months and I couldn't believe my blood work results. I think so that's fantastic. I mean, I'm surprised the hair. You know, like I said, my hair's still falling out and getting thinner, but but the, everything else, the blood work was amazing. That's so. fantastic. I'm so happy for you. So, uh, any tips on the hair? Anything to do about the hair? Aside from not can be concerned about my health. Yeah, I think you should take some time out and stop worrying about your health and just relax. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. relax. Too That'll much be stress. right. Yeah, because yeah, that's what leads to hair loss mm-hmm. too. 
Okay. And then that seventh vortex can take energy into your body. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your show. Okay. Thank you, Susie. Yeah. Thanks, Susie, for joining the show. That's why I lost my hair at 20. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not that stressed out. At least I don't think I am. (laughs) Better not be. All righty. 877-825-8828. Jessica calling in from San Antonio, Texas. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Hello, Jessica. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. What can I'm I do calling for you? About, um, I talked to you in the spring about my thyroid, uh-huh. and I went and got it evaluated, and I'm pretty sure they're going to want to remove it. Uh-huh. Uh, that we're, I'm doing a biopsy next month, uh-huh. and I feel more comfortable about them removing it now than uh-huh. I did six months ago, uh-huh. and I just guess I'm looking for some validation that that's the best choice because I well, have so many nodules. And are they cancerous? Not yet. We don't know oh. yet. We're, they're doing a um, a biopsy next month. Okay. So if the bi, you know, sometimes if they think that it's not cancerous, have you done a biopsy in the past? No. Okay. So this will be your first biopsy. If it's not cancerous, you don't have to have it removed. Yes. Yes, I understand that. And they they're, they're talking about the syndrome being it's not like Graves' disease, mm-hmm. but she believes it's lean, um, marine lean heart syndrome. Hmm, interesting. And so it's, yeah, it's really kind of vague. I don't have a lot of information about it. And mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it sounds like you have great solution. doctors that are being, you know, uh, conservative and, you know, they yeah. don't believe it's cancerous. But I have a lot of clients who all their nodules disappeared. <laughs> so I like hearing that. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I struggle with my weight and I don't want my thyroid to be removed and have to work double time on. Right. It's just, know, I mean, it's not that. cancerous. So. It doesn't have to be removed. So how often are you loving and kind to yourself? It's a work in progress. I'll okay. promise you that because okay. I think it's getting better. Um, but for, I recognize that it, like what we were talking about or what you guys were talking about today with a book yeah, really resonated right? with me right? very yeah. much. And I downloaded it in my Audible. So oh, I lovely. To it, but lovely. I would love for you to start speaking to yourself out loud or silently in very loving, loving, positive, wonderful ways. Like, honey, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Because that's what your thyroid wants. That's your truth. You feel that way for others. You have a genuine compassion for others, but you're lacking that towards yourself. So for you, speaking your truth in, in, in regards to healing your thyroid would be about being very, very, very loving. And have you seen a naturopathic physician? No, I have not. That would be um, a great idea because we're okay. talking about your endocrine system. And and, yeah. and and I love all forms of medicine. I, I hope I've made that clear. You know, when people need surgery, I want them to go see a qualified, highly skilled, well-educated surgeon, right? Like, like sometimes exactly. we need that. But the reality is, is modern medicine does not understand, understand the endocrine system. They do not understand the immune system. They don't study it in detail. They don't study nutrition. They... Most physicians get one to three weeks of nutrition in their many, many years of profound education, and that's it. Although I would say I've spoken to, I've watched a lot of physicians in the hospital when I worked in the hospital, and they're eating the food that they don't tell their patients to eat, which I find interesting. You know, like they're eating healthier food. They are exercising. They are meditating. Um, So uh, I would love it if you see a naturopathic physician because there could be herbs there are herbs to balance your hormones because hormonally you're off your endocrine system is off and the thyroid typically suffers 
when the adrenal glands are not fed and stress and anxiety is what makes the adrenals become fatigued. And when the adrenals become fatigued, your other endocrine organs will try to feed the adrenals and that makes them fatigued. So I think you should feed your adrenals first and foremost, but I think you should find a naturopathic physician. And also we have a naturopathic physician in Seattle that I recommend who does online, uh, you know, uh, appointments. So we can always give you that information if you want, if you can't find yeah, one in your great. area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, make sure you write into the website, energyintuitive.com, and then ask for that reference and then Courtney will send it to you. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have to get this removed as, as long as it's non-cancerous, you know, those, these nodules. Can and work. I have, a, I feel like it's not. I, mean, I, I don't I think it like, is either. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I don't think it is either. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a lovely day. Yeah, thanks very much for joining us, uh, Jessica, from the San Antonio, Texas area. Didn't you love how her energy changed, too? Like, towards the end, she's like, okay, Mm -hmm. thanks. Have a nice day. She's happy. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. As I am every time I hear of you, too. Oh, you're so sweet, Jenny. We adore you. You guys need to join us, too. 877-825-8828. Simple as that. All right, Rob from North Carolina. Hi, Rob. Hey, how are you? We're great. Thank you, Rob. What can I do for you? Um, I want to mention that I completely agree with your author before that natural bodies are best for women. Right. It looks so nice. One of my kids said to me, cause we were talking about Botox, not that, th- that she was planning on getting any, but she said she'd done some research and I honestly can't remember which child it was. I think it was my oldest and all those injections that women get regularly weaken the muscle because mm. they have to inject the. Botox, which is botulism, you know, dead botulism, of course, but it paralyzes the muscle. That's its job. And so it weakens the muscles. I did not know that. Wow. So fascinating. Hmm. Okay. But thank you for, we love hearing a man's perspective of the human body. You you know, the first time I, I really understood that was when I was in Italy and I was in museums and art galleries and all the women are in, in a lot of the art that's displayed in Italy have very round figures. You know, their breasts are not perky standing up. They have tummies showing. Their butts are soft. And I thought, wow, we should have those around the world, those images, you know, um, in all of our art galleries. Yes. So what can I do for you, Rob? Absolutely. Terrific. Well, listen, I just wanted to get a quick energy reading. And I've Mm -hmm. heard you talk about spirit guides, too. Yeah. and so curious about mine yeah. and also curious about taking one of your classes and yeah. if, if you had a recommendation on which one to yeah. explore. I think the psychic one for you. And as I read your energy and you know, I heard you have a couple questions, I'm going to go for one. And it's your spirit guides. Your spirit guides are like on fire right now. So what that means is that you're in a very profound uh, time in your life where you are really more aware and conscious than you've ever been. Maybe since you were a kid, because when we were kids, we were really conscious. And I mean, we were climbing trees all day and building forts and riding our bikes and really just having fun and letting go and being very receptive. You're in a very receptive mode. Your guides are celebrating you. You have eight spirit guides, which is a very fortunate number. It's also the symbol of the affinity sign. And so if you don't feel lucky, I would highly recommend that you start to feel that way because you are a lucky person. Would you, how do you feel about that comment about luck? Absolutely. No, this is definitely the best spot I've ever been in my life. And, and it's taken some work and sure. meditate every day. And wow. um, it's been great. 
Great, great, great. So I think the psychic coaching class would be great if that's one of the ones you were looking at. And um, have you talked to your guides at all? Like, do you talk to them? Uh, every morning I say hello. <laughs> great. And at night I usually give uh, give thanks. Oh, that's beautiful. So you have eight, mostly men, by the way, um, helping you to use your masculine energy in the, in the spiritual realm, which is really powerful. Terrific. Well, yeah. cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for your comments about uh, the natural state of female beauty. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. You're the best. Yeah, thank you. Have a great uh, day. Thanks, Rob, for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We will travel over to, uh, looks like L.A. We have Hayden now joining us. Hi, Hayden. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Call. It's really nice to be um, here. Oh, wonderful, Hayden. It's lovely. What can we do for you? Yeah. I actually was also going to um, ask about my spirit guides. Okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. So you have 11 spirit guides, wow. um, which I know, right? I was talking to someone the other day who had 23. And, and every time I tell someone about a d- double-digit number, not that Hayden is saying this, which is great, they go, do I need extra help? What's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're so lucky. I wish I had a double-digit double number. Guides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have 11. So one of the things about 11 guides, it is a powerful number. It's, it's an auspicious number, number right? Number. It's a really great number. It also powers down to, when we look at numerology, to the number two. So partnership is actually a good thing for you, whether that's business partnership, romantic partnership, close, great friends. You do well in partnership. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yay. Good job. Yes. So you have 11 guides and they're divided. You know, you might feel and I don't mean divided like they sit on on one side of the room and away from each other. But they're they're the energy. There's half masculine and half feminine energy. So that's a nice thing to have, you know, that kind of division. But it also tells me that sometimes you might get confused. And I don't mean with your guides, but just sometimes in life generally, because you can see things in both ways. You can, you know, you have a a grand perspective. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So sometimes that can be a little bit confusing, but it's okay to have a masculine view about something and then a feminine view about it. Like it's okay to have both of those beautiful attributes inside of you. Like it's not a bad thing. Okay, cool. Okay? Um, thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. You're Bye. Welcome. Bye-bye. Aw, thanks, Hayden. Right? So, so sweet. sweet. Sweet call. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. If you're just tuning in, we will now take, uh, we're going to travel a little north. We'll uh, have Lisa joining us from the Eugene, Oregon area. Ooh, Hi, I Lisa. I love Oregon. Hi, Lisa. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I've got a question for you about my chest. My chest is kind of tight, uh-huh. and um, I don't know if it's diet-related or what. I tend mm-hmm. to worry about my heart. Okay, so have you ever been diagnosed with a cardiac disease? I know the answer, by the way. No. Right? <laughs> Not no. No. Uh-huh. So do you think this could be anxiety? I think so, right. yeah. And I think so it's health. Right. So anxiety is not real. I know that sounds terrible and mean for everyone who experiences anxiety, but anxiety comes from analyzing and processing and overthinking from the mind. And the brain was not created to analyze or process information. And humans break it down into two categories, usually historic and future information. So that's where anxiety comes from is we're using our brain to try to fix something that happened a long time ago that can't be changed at all. 
And, and then we're trying to prevent something from happening in the future, which in reality, that means we thought something terrible could happen or uncomfortable. And so we're using our brain to prevent this terrible outcome when in reality, in reality, we're great manifestors and we need to be sending positive energy to the future so we can have a great outcome. So the reason why I say anxiety is an illusion is because it's all derived from the mental mind and the ego, which is based about fear. It's not even based on anything authentic. Now, if we leave our brain alone and we use our intuition, then we can get um, clarity and healing about historical events that you want an intuitive expression about stuff that happened in the past that we're having a hard time letting go of. And then you want to think positively about the future so you can manifest the outcome you desire. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to stop thinking and then your anxiety will go away. Okay. Okay. How does and that, how many guides do I have? <laughs> you have great. nine. Really you have nine I guides, have nine. Mm-hmm. which is an indicator okay. that you've lived many lifetimes on the planet and you're not going to live that many more on earth. Like it's, you, you want to go off to a different time space reality and have, uh, from this aspect of consciousness and have different, um, experiences. So you probably won't be coming back to earth many more times. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and um, they recently changed. They used to have seven and I felt Oh, really? Change. Yeah, that mm-hmm. can happen. You can have more. Your guide group can change. That's true. So seven, which tells me if you had seven before, that means you have reduced some of this anxiety, but you need to take it down even further because sevens um, tend to overthink and analyze. Like one of their main things to do is to regularly meditate. That really helps them. That could be more right. than once a and day. And I have been. Oh, yeah. good. So that's why you got nine okay. now. Okay, great. Yay. So stop. Okay. Thanks. For don't me. don't listen to your brain. It's not telling the truth unless you're present. Okay. 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 Yes. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa, for joining us from uh, Eugene, Oregon area. 877-825-8828. We'll take now uh, Gina, who's calling in from Fresno. Ooh. Hi, Gina. Hi. How you doing? We're great. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm so glad I got through. Yay. Great. What can I do for you? Um, I just wanted a general reading. Okay. Great. Okay. So I'm just drawing out your energy right now. Gina, are you funny typically? Uh, yeah, I have a sense of humor. Yeah. Because I just want to laugh as I'm drawing out Tell us your a energy. joke right now. Yeah, tell us a joke. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Right <laughs> <laughs> See, she's funny right there. I know, right? Boom. Landed yeah. it. So I, I draw out your energy. You do have a leak in your root chakra. Did you have a recent loss? Um, no, no. And it doesn't have to be a death, but it could be other forms of loss. Hmm. Mm. Uh, I've been highly stressed out about everything going on in the world. Yeah, and, and that can be a, a loss for some people. You know, a lot of people had a different perception about the United States. Mm-hmm. And now that things that have always been there have become obvious you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of shocking to some people right you know i think being married to someone of culture and also i I, my family we grew up in low-income housing so i was always around diverse people and people who had recently immigrated to the united states and people of different ethnicities and spoke different languages so i've always been keenly aware of prejudice and racism and then my mother is a feminist so of course i was raised you know to be aware of women and the, the issues that may surround some of our, our, our life. But not everybody was raised that way. And so it's been kind of shocking for a lot of people. So I would say that's a loss 
So would you agree that that could be the loss? Yeah. Last time I called in, you, you said I should stay away from politics, but <laughs> wow, it's been... But you're not listening nope. to me? Did it work? I, mean... I, I, I did. I, I, oh, okay. I backed off. I noticed the difference, but I mean, it keeps drawing me back in based on, you know. Well, he, well here's, the, here's the tip. It's always going to be a trigger for you, you know, because you have great integrity. You didn't need to. You don't need to take a class in racism or feminism. No, not that those classes aren't valuable and wonderful, but you naturally feel that way about humanity. You just naturally care about people. So this is always going to push your buttons. Don't go back to watching the news. This is for everyone. If you're doing stuff that lowers your energy, I don't care what it is. Stop. Yeah. Why are you still doing it? Yeah. It just makes zero sense. Stop. Yeah, okay. It's, I just want to know what's unfolding. You know, you're. There's, there's, you're smart. You know what's unfolding. Right, right. right? I do. Like, I'm not surprised. By, I mean, part of me is surprised by what happened, but part of me is not surprised at all. Right. At all about what happened. So do I need to watch the news? Nope. No. Okay. No. So stop it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Right. Uh, do I have the same amount of spirit guides? I don't know. What did I say last time? I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to say you said I had... I think 12. Yeah, I think, you know, 11, 12. You know, 11 is a great number. It might be 11. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But but you're doing wonderful. Stay away from the TV. You know, back away from the television. The Or, you know, your laptop, your phone, because we can watch on multiple devices these days. But you can watch Marie. That's okay. Yeah, you you can watch YouTube. Go go listen to Esther Hicks when you feel like Mm -hmm. wanting to know what's happening in the White House, even though you are intuitive and you already know. Although I will say one thing, and thank you so much for calling into the show. It's really lovely. Courtney and I were chatting before we came into the studio, and she brought up something that I know when I looked at it, I didn't feel comfortable with it, but I really hadn't put it into, like, perspective. But they recently showed pictures of the National Guard in the White House, right? right? Oh, not the White House, but in Congress. The Capitol. In the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And they're laying down on the ground. Yeah. And Courtney's like, why don't they have cots? I mean, this is our, our military. These people who d- dedicate years of their life to protecting us, mm-hmm. they have plenty of empty, huge you know, rooms, I'm sure, in that building. I haven't been in the, you know, inside the Capitol. I've been outside of it, but I haven't been inside of it. They should have... All the cots they need, because they don't need all of them there at the same time taking a nap, and they could just be rotating them in and out of that room. I mean, yeah, that's kind of disturbing. It's not very respectful. I agree. Right? And we, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I thought that was really interesting. We got a lot leading up to the uh, inauguration. (laughs) We got a lot going on. Other things. We got some. Yeah, for another day, though. Right. But all of these things that have have come to light have been happening. Mm You know, for a very long time, this is none of this is new news. None of this. It's just now got a flashlight on it. It's got a strobe light on it. And that's good. That's good. Anything that comes to light and we become more knowledgeable about it frees us and educates us and allows us to be better here on Earth. So it's a good thing. Exactly. Thank you, Benny and Courtney. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. And of course, thank you, Lauren um, Gertson, for her beautiful book, The Invisible Corset. Have a great day. Bye bye for now. (music) 